All right, all right, all right, all right. So I'm tetrified as well to be here tonight. Look at this. It's like, it looks like just Tom Tom and his minions. I don't know why it looks like that. Just the, the positioning, Tom Tom. I like you're committed, mate. You're kind of in my space. I was going to stand here, but you've made me feel a little too uncomfortable to stand there, so I might stand up here. Um, cool. Who's been enjoying the Quench series? It's been good, yeah? It's been so good. Um, and so tonight we're going to be talking a little bit about the next thing, which is comparison, okay? So we've been talking about how we all go through life, and I feel like all of us have this sense of unsatisfaction really inside of us, that all of us have a longing. I think there becomes this sense where you're like, man, I just, I just don't feel complete. And if you don't have Jesus in your life, if you haven't stepped into a relationship with Him, I know that for me, my life felt super empty without Him. Even when I was, I was doing things for him, I didn't actually know him personally, and my life was just so empty. I felt, like, I felt like I was thirsty all the time, like no matter what I did to try and satisfy my life, I always came up empty. Like even if I made a lot of cash, I was like, it didn't satisfy me, I just wanted more cash. I would spend it, it didn't make me happy. It made me happy for like a couple of days, and then that was it. Or I'd buy stuff, and that'd make me happy for a couple of days, and then I'd get over it. And so it was like, I would do all these things to try and satisfy my life, but I kept finding that I'd, I'd still come up empty, I'd still come up thirsty. And so we're talking about being quenched, that Jesus actually wants to quench your soul. He actually wants to saturate your soul. He wants to soak your life so that you are actually satisfied in Him. And that's just, this is one of those things that I've realized over recent years that I take for granted. I actually have forgotten what it feels like to be so empty all the time because I'm so used to the presence of God that it actually gets to a place where I'm like, I take for granted the fact that I have God in my life. And I'm just so, I can, I can be at peace even without realizing that I'm at peace. And I know there are a lot of you who, are, who are, would long just to have some peace. You've maybe up every night wake in your beds hoping for some kind of peace. You know, Jesus can actually satisfy you. And so we've been talking about that and the different ways that God can actually satisfy your life. Last week we looked at generosity, how living a generous life will actually make you more satisfied than living a selfish life. And then Jesus showed us that in himself. And so tonight we're looking at comparison. Okay, so comparison, who knows what that word means? Exactly. Okay, so comparing yourself with others. Who never has an issue with this? No one ever, you never struggle with this in your life. Never struggle with comparison. You're all very good at telling the truth. Good job, guys. Tom, Tom, you never compared yourself to anyone. Oh, very good. Very self-satisfied. Okay, so that's good. Um, but tonight, I'm going to give a little bit of an example on comparison. So what we're going to do is I have a box of things here. And for those of you who know me, if I have a box of something, it's not always a good thing. Um... But I need one volunteer, okay? Tom, Tom, you can come up first, my friend, okay? Um, so you stand there, face that way. I don't want you to see inside the box, okay? And so what I'm going to get out here, oh, it's jumping. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you cheater. Okay, so I'm going to get out something. Let's see. All right, that'll do. So this could be good or bad. Tom, Tom, I just want to give you this. Oy. Are you happy? Yeah. All right, that's great. We'll take a seat. No, where you are, on the stage. Everyone wants to look at you. Don't eat it yet. Just enjoy looking at it. That's yours. You got lucky. Okay. Next person want to come up. William, come on up, my friend. Okay. Turn around. Face the other way. I've got a gift for you too, mate. <laughs> this is for you, buddy. All right. Nice. Take a seat. How are you boys feeling? You pretty good? Yeah? Will, you excited? When you look at what Tom Tom's got, how does that make you feel? 
Like, I want to give it to him or share it. Oh, you guys are too nice to each other. No way. Okay, next person. All right, Diego, come on up, my friend. Take a seat next to the boys. All right. Here you go, buddy. There you go. That's my gift to Diego. This has nothing to do with how much I like each of these people, okay? So for those of you guys listening, Tom, Tom, what have you got? Um, milk chocolate lint. One lint chocolate. What have you got there? Um, 50 grams of milk chocolate. Yeah, so probably eight of them. How many have you got? Uh, 333 grams of milk Oh, shabba. Okay. Who wants to go next? Next person. All right, Lene, come on up. Take a seat. You guys are seeing the, seeing the products here. Okay. Okay, there we go. How are you feeling, Lene? Okay, so now here's the thing. I want you to be honest with me. Tom, Tom, how happy were you when I first gave you that chocolate? Pretty happy. Now, when you saw these other guys receive their gifts... Did you start to lose a little bit of joy? No. Who else thinks that they would if they saw that? Okay, yeah, everyone in the room. Okay. Now, Lene, when you what were you thinking when you were about to come up? It's either going to be like really, really good or really, really bad. Okay, so you know me pretty well. Okay, so <laughs> now when you saw yours, were you a little bit unsatisfied with it? Slightly. Because like if it was going to be good, it would have been really, really good, but it was kind of just average, yeah. you know? Isn't that interesting? Okay, you guys can take a seat. You can keep those. All right, share them if you want. Let's not eat them right now. Let's not eat them right now. We'll eat them later, okay? Um, so now here's the thing, right, is especially for like Lene, if I gave that to Lene first, she would have been like, yeah, suck it. I've got the best one here, right? But it's funny that as soon as she sees that she didn't get quite as much as, you know, Diego got. She only got just as much as Will got. She got more than Tom Tom, but it's like, you know, that's Tom Tom, so, you know. But, wow. <laughs> so, it's funny, isn't it? Like, Lene's like, I was still a little bit disappointed. But she got a really good gift. Like, she didn't pay for that. I paid for that. It cost me three bucks, by the way, Lene. <laughs> right? And so, it's funny, isn't it? Do you know we do this all the time with everything? We compare everything that we have. So, I, I can compare my clothes. I can buy my clothes in the store, which I don't anymore. I'm a bit lazy. My wife does it for me. But I buy my clothes, or my wife brings home my clothes, and I'm like, oh, sweet, these are nice, and I'm happy. And then you see someone else walk in the door, and they're, they're looking swag, and you're like, dang, I look, I look like an idiot right now. Anyone else ever feel like that? Yeah. Or, or, or you can, I don't know, have your parents you can start comparing even your parents with other parents. You go to your friend's house, and you're like, man, their parents are awesome. My parents suck. Anyone else thought that before? A few people. Don't put up your hand if you... Okay. Right? We, could, we compare everything. We compare what school we're at. We compare what friends we have. We compare what iPhone we have. We compare whatever it is, how many followers we have. We compare all the time with each other. And it's funny that, that what's, what's the secret here for, well, for Tom Tom, he was pretty satisfied, but what's the secret for Tom Tom to stay satisfied, do you think, it, despite what anyone else got? To appreciate what you have, exactly right. So it's easy to kind of see that as a physical example when you actually have something in your hands, to be like, okay, but sometimes it's more like, it's more a bit abstract like that in our lives, isn't it? But you know, I believe that the, the antidote to comparison is actually contentment. If you learn to be thankful for what you have, you'll find that you're actually satisfied. It doesn't actually matter if you have the big chocolate box or the small chocolate box. You can still be happy with what you have. 
You know what I mean? Does that make sense? And so, you know, what's funny is they found, they've done studies and they found that people overseas in other countries who are in third world poverty can have higher levels of happiness than us over here in the top 1%. Because they don't have more stuff than us. They're actually just more content with where they're at and what they have. We live in this society where we're constantly being bombarded with all this stuff that we think we need and we want and we must have and we, we, we need to have. And we actually end up having all of this stuff, stuff that these people could only dream of, and yet we're more unhappy with our lives. That's crazy, isn't it? So the secret to joy isn't more stuff. The secret to joy is what? <laughs> Learning to be thankful with what you've got. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's a really tricky thing. You know, this is something that I've applied to my life. I was actually saved. I was following God. It wasn't something that automatically happened when I chose to follow God. It was something I had to put into practice in my life. But I have found increasing amounts of joy as I put this into my life. I found that it has helped me so much to actually begin the day thanking God. To actually, any time I can, I can actually stop and think, I'll just try and name as many things as I'm thankful for, as I can think of. And you know, it's really tricky. The first time you wake up in the morning, when I first started doing this, I could think of maybe like, you know, 20 things. And I'm like, that's it. I'm tapped out. That's all I can think of. But the more that you do it, you realize that there's so much to be thankful for. And it's funny that nothing's changed. Your circumstance hasn't changed. The amount of chocolate you have in your hands hasn't changed. But your perspective has actually changed. And that's actually changed your heart. Does that make sense? And so you guys can actually start practicing in that. And I wish that you would because it took me a while to learn this for myself to start being thankful with what I already have in my hands. We're going to chuck a verse up there, Ruben. Um, Dylan can show you where it is if... Oh, he's... Okay, yep, show off. Okay, so Galatians 6.4 says this, Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. Pay careful attention to your own work. Pay careful attention to your own self. Pay careful attention to your own life. Then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. That's a, that's a good word right there, right? How many of us do that though? Some of us, sometimes. But lots of us struggle to do that all the time, right? It's so easy to compare yourself to other people and see the success that they're having and be like, man, I wish I was like them. I wish I had skills like them. I wish I looked like them. I wish I had whatever. But do you know everyone else thinks like that? Everyone thinks like that all the time. And so you're jealous of people that are probably jealous of you. You're jealous of people that are jealous of someone else. Like we're all just comparing ourselves to each other and everyone can be unsatisfied. The people that find joy are the people that find contentment and ultimately to find peace and joy and contentment in Jesus. He is the one that will ultimately satisfy your soul, 100%. And with Jesus in my life, I always have something to be thankful for. No matter what's going on, I know that I have Him, and I know that I can count on Him, and I know that I can be thankful for who He is and what He's showing me and what He's teaching me and how good He is. If I didn't have Jesus in my life, I know I would be a mess. I would be an absolute mess. I'd be falling apart at the seams. I honestly don't understand how some of my friends get through life without Jesus, because He is such a strength to me. I find so much hope, and I find so much joy in Him. And I see my friends just struggling through life who don't know Jesus, We've turned away from Jesus and life sucks and they keep trying to keep going and they keep slogging and they keep telling me that life's hard and life sucks. And they might even be richer than me. They might have nicer stuff than me. And lots of times I can look at their life and be like, man, I wish I was kind of like that. But then when I talk to them and really get down deep, I find that they're so unsatisfied. 
And maybe you feel like that. Maybe you feel that same kind of dissatisfaction. You know that joy can be found in Jesus. And joy can be found in, in learning to be content with what you have. Be thankful for the things that you already have. Does that make sense? So what I want you to do right now before we kind of finish this up is I want you to just stop and think for 60 seconds. I want you to think of as many things as you can and just thank Jesus. Even if you don't believe in Jesus, I just want you to thank God for what he's given you. Do you know every good thing has come from God? God is good. Everything that isn't good is not of God. Everything that is good, every good feeling, every good thing is from him. It's a gift from, from God. So every good thing that you have, you could thank him for. I wake up and I'm like, God, thank you that I can, I, I can breathe. Like my heart's beating right now. Thank you that I didn't die in my sleep. Thank you that I have two legs that I can get out of bed and I can walk on. Thank you that I have all my fingernails. Like have you ever tried opening a key ring when your fingernails are too short? It's like the worst, right? But I have fingernails and they work and they're amazing. Like I could thank God for so many things in my life. And then I get to the point where I, I read this verse that says, be thankful in all things, in all things, which means even the bad things. And so I was learning because I would, uh, my, my biggest thing is road rage, okay? For you guys who start driving, that is my crutch. I get pretty cranky in the car. It's not good, okay? And so I want to say things and I want to run over people. Or something. No, no, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> what I really wish, I'm like, I hope that person totals their car and survives and comes out unscathed. But I hope that their car's totally written off, right? Like, that's what I feel like. And so I could see people, I could get frustrated, and I, even traffic lights annoy me. I hate stopping. Like, there's no point, right? And so I, I get so frustrated, especially when you stop at a red light and there's no one going across, and you're just sitting there. And I'm like, I'm just waiting for a light. And this, right? I get so frustrated. And I remember one time sitting in the car getting fuming, just furious. And I probably just come back from preaching or something. Oh, hello. Um, probably come back from preaching or something. And, I, and I get, I'm in the car just angry, like, this sucks. I hate red lights. And then God's like, be thankful for the red light. And I'm like, what? I hate red lights. He's like, just be thankful for the red lights. So I'm like, God, thanks for the red light. <laughs> right? And it's funny because all of a sudden I'm like, I feel all right now. Right? It actually helped me shift. And so now I'm actually like, okay, God, thank you for the red light. And, and that can actually change your heart. It flips it on its head. And so sometimes I can be like, you know what? I'm glad there are red lights because if there wasn't, we'd be smashing into each other all the time, right? There's so much you can be thankful for when you actually stop and think about it. Even moments in the car, I changed it when I started. This is a good one, boys. When I started dating my wife, well, actually, when we were engaged, I decided um, when we get a red light, that is when we kiss, kiss, right? Okay, so, so then I'd be like praying for red light, just like a really long red light. And so um, that, that, that shifted things as well. And I'd be like, thank you, Lord, for the red light. Okay, so... You can turn things on its head. It's learning to be thankful for what you have, even the bad things. When you're going through a tough situation, like my, my home was sometimes a rough place to be, to learn to be thankful in that moment and be like, God, this sucks. This is really hard. Don't lie about it. Don't pretend you're somewhere you're not. Be honest with God. He knows what you're going on about. Say, God, I want to learn to be thankful in this season. Like, thank you for what you're teaching me. Thank you for how you're growing me. Thank you for how I'm, I'm growing stronger. Thank you for showing me that there's a better way to be. God can actually change you even in that really hard circumstance. God is teaching you things, right? So you can always be thankful and you'll find that you, you will find a more satisfied and rich life as you begin to thank God for everything you have. As you read through the Old Testament, and I encourage you to, when you read through the Old Testament, you'll see that the biggest things the Israelites struggled with is they just kept turning away from God and they kept doing other things and filling their life up with other things. And God said, if only they would come back and basically, he just said, just come back and say thank you for what I've given them. That's all he wants. And you'll find that as you do that, your life will be blessed. So I'm going to stop talking. And I want you guys for 60 seconds to think of as many things as you can to be thankful for. 
And then just thank God. Just say, God, I thank you for these things. And then we're going to close after that. I'm just going to pray. So you just take 60 seconds and thank God. every good thing. Thank you for all the gifts that you shower upon us. Thank you so much that that we have life, that we can breathe, that we're here, that we have good people in our lives. Thank you so much for, for who you are and how much you love us, God, that you want to be with us. Thank you, God, that you want to support us, you want to strengthen us. Thank you for helping me get through my life. Thank you for making me a better person. God, I just pray for every person in this room that you would just fill them up with your love that you would quench their souls as they find life in you, Lord Jesus. I pray for anyone in this room that doesn't know you, God, that this week, that even tonight, they would invite you into their lives, God. That they would begin following you. They would begin a relationship with you and find satisfaction in you. I pray for those of us who maybe never thanked you for much. I pray that we'd start thanking you for everything we could think of. And we would find life in being thankful and contentment. And we wouldn't need to chase all of this stuff, but God, we would be content with where we are. Whether we're rich or we're poor, whether we're hungry or we're thirsty, whether we're we're sick, whether we're single, whatever it is, God, that we would learn to be thankful for where we are and find joy in that season. And people would think, "You're, you're crazy. Why are you thankful when things aren't going well? But God, we would find thankful, we would find life, we would find joy, we would find hope and purpose in you and you alone. We praise you, Jesus. I thank you for tonight and what you're doing in our hearts. We love you, God. And everybody said, amen.